right, so we are at KomoriCon, and this time um, we have a new guest, and would you mind introducing yourself? Totally. Um, if they can understand me, that tends to be a little bit of a problem this side of the pond. Hi, my name is Kieran Strange. I'm a musician, author, LGBTQ activist, you name it, I'm probably hanging at a convention somewhere. Yeah, I actually saw in your bio... Let's go to the professional wrestling. Yes. <laughs> I am really excited about that. So that's like a dream from my childhood. I was like proper into like, remember the attitude there of like WWE back when it was WWF uh-huh. like before the pandas got angry. Um, and it was like, I, I, I've had that dream in the back of my head, but I've never really been like a, an athletic child. Like, and I think a lot of it might have actually been um, being transgender, just not being comfortable in my own body, not yeah. wanting to sort of do anything athletic. But um, no, the last couple of years I've really gotten back into it and I'm like, Man, I'm pushing 30. It's If I'm going to get into a ring in my life, it's got to be sometime soon. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm going to be hopefully training with Lance Storm uh, in Calgary. So that's going to be amazing. I'm blown away. I'm either going to love it or hate it. It's going to be one or the other. <laughs> yeah, but at least you'll know. At least I'll know. Exactly. You've got to do it, right? You've got to try it. Like, um, Cool. So uh, what what brings you to this anime convention? Well, the cool thing about Kumo is even though it's sort of billed as an anime convention, um, there's so many other facets to it, right? There's, uh, I mean, the LGBTQ plus community has a huge, um, a huge like kind of number of people who come to this convention purely to hang out and use it as a safe space where a lot of us are, you know, I started um, transitioning um, was when I realized that I was more comfortable in a male cosplayer being seen as male and referred to as male. That was kind of what clicked it for me. So I find that like a lot of people will come to these conventions just as kind of like a safe space to almost practice who you think you might really be, like to just kind of try that out. Such a good take on that. It's yeah. cool, isn't it? It's, it's really mm-hmm. fun to, to see that. Um, and also, I mean, there's musicians here. There's the rave. Um, I do a lot of MC work as well, which is okay. super, super fun. I get to MC the fashion show and opening and closing. And I do the charity auction, which is amazing every year. I love getting to see the incredibly rare gifts that I for some reason, I'm allowed to touch with my own hands, um, which is awesome. Um, and then I wrote a book as well, which is uh, I'm writing a male-male book and a reverse harem book. So those kind of slot in somewhere, okay. I guess, under the sort of fantasy, sci-fi kind of side of things. So this is uh, like a fiction book that's available on like, Amazon? Or yeah, it's totally available on Amazon. Uh, I'm writing a couple of different series right now. So the reverse harem one, I have one book out. It's called Blaze of Chaos by CJ Strange. Okay. And then my male-male is called Black Tie by uh, Kieran Strange. And yeah, they're both on Amazon. Amazon, they're on Kindle Unlimited, you can get them as paperbacks, like kind of whatever you want. So awesome. that's that's my, my newest sort of quiver uh, arrow added to the quiver kind of thing. <laughs> just in case people aren't familiar, uh, reverse harem. Harem's a pretty common genre for anime fans. You might not know reverse harem, so would you Yeah, mean? so reverse harem is pretty cool. It's um, something that I like uh, as a feminist because you usually see one female character in every TV show. We've seen the Avengers, we've seen Justice League. Yeah. So having the one female and then it's typically a genre where one female falls in love with or is fallen, has other males fall in love with her, multiple males. Um, and the love doesn't necessarily need to be romantic or sexual. It's just having those feelings. Um, and usually she'll remain sort of... She won't know which one she wants. She'll kind of like... Move around a bit or she'll date all of them at once so um, a good example would be Fruits Basket Shuki Yugi uh, or in High House Club is a really good example so yeah. it's actually a lot more prevalent in anime than I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. so most people I say reverse harem and they go oh okay and I'm like cool fantastic I don't have to explain it this yeah, it really creases the wheels on that yeah, it does. Oh, you're already easier. on the train okay cool I guess we don't even need tickets <laughs> well the word harem is such a negative word like in, in and of itself just mm-hmm. because of some of the connotation behind it so when you say reverse harem people are a little bit like like reverse cowgirl 
Like, what is this? Yeah. Like, is but it where you do it all backwards? Like, you get that different sense with the uh, the anime people, though, because oh, harem is just a genre. It's a them. genre, yeah, to them. And and poly, uh, like polyamory and polysexuality are like really big uh, deals in anime as well. So yeah. it seems like it's less of a deal in anime than it is in Western culture, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I I like that um, the sort of sci-fi fantasy genre that anime so so usually embraces yeah. gives you that. So I don't know what your um, personal relationship with anime is, but I did see that you're um, an LGBT plus activist. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how does that come about in your life? And um, does it relate to any fandom you may have for anime, sci-fi, whatever? Totally. Well, um, anime was really how I, how I discovered my sexuality, my gender, or any of that sort of about me it was just through other characters through video games Final Fantasy were big games I enjoy playing um, I find that the cool thing about anime is and the thing I love about anime is that it it's it's hard to explain like, because of the cultural differences and because of where it's made and how it's made and because anime in America is, uh, anime in Japan is almost seen more as something adults watch mm-hmm. whereas in America it's seen as more something kids and teenagers and geeks watch yeah. but over there I mean they put so much into their anime like so much content that we wouldn't normally see in say a cartoon or even a TV show out yeah. here I mean gay relationships um, all of that kind of thing uh, I know that was the big thing with Yuri on Ice a year or two that ago. was I was going to bring up Yuri on yeah. Ice is the big one <laughs> It actually came out, and it was. This is not queer baiting. This is a legitimately well done shown and I like anime that yeah. is that is positive. It is. It is. There's. You know. The one thing that kills me is the queer baiting in Western culture yeah. and killing off the queer characters mm. as soon as they come out as queer. Uh, Twin Falls actually, who's a really awesome cosplayer. I did a panel with him once, and he said it is very important. And this is why he likes anime is because typically the gay characters are either the stars or they survive somehow. But he says it's, you know, Uranus and, and Neptune aside. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really important for those of us who are gay or queer or trans to really see ourselves not just as people who are discovering themselves and in relationships, but also people who survive and make it to that older age. And I find that anime is a lot more like it's less the queer character is going to get killed off. Like that to me is what I love about anime is, is it's, the diversity with the characters and the diversity with the storylines, you don't get that over here. You don't get quite the same level of television. It's mm-hmm. more, they're kind of like little mini movies. I think that's why I like anime. It feels, I, though, saying that though, with Western television, we've gotten things like, I mean, Supergirl is killing it. Um, yeah, right. I'm and not a fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but yeah. A like, a lot of them are doing really well. I mean, Supergirl's introducing a transgender superhero played right. by a transgender actor. I'm like, this is blowing my mind. I think yeah. there's a transgender actor on Sabrina too now so we're catching up a little bit and more and that's crazy because we've got uh, Orange is the New Black has had the trans actress yeah. for a long time but now that's Ruby right that, Ruby uh, oh is Ruby trans no Ruby is um, no no I'm thinking of Ruby's Ruby's um, I don't know if she or they are um, gender fluid at all but I know that they're, yeah, uh, she's I, gay that was the one I remember. Right, right, right. So there was and a, she's going to be Batwoman, which is big. Yes, but that's yeah, going to be amazing. Jumping onto network television to in into DC superheroes, yeah. which is sort of the general population. That it feels like it should be kind of ballsy, but also it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, feels like it should be kind of normal. 
Yeah, they. Uh, we we actually talked about that earlier when we were um, we were walking around and we saw like uh, the Voltron thing, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. and they they decided to take a, a turn on it, and they were like, "Oh, this character, by the way, he is a gay man." Yeah. We didn't talk about it literally up until this point. Yeah. It's fine because that's not the point of this. The point yeah. of this is a bunch of lions that turn into a human. That's kind of a lion as well. <laughs> that's yeah. that's yeah. the point of it. He's just this, and that's yeah. fine. That's yeah. not his character. Like his whole character. Isn't I'm yay, yeah. right? and that's what's so cool about it. It's and we're seeing. I feel like we're really seeing more of that. Like um, totally out there, nothing related to even this convention. But SWAT. I don't know if you ever watched that, but SWAT. there's. It's like the new show with Shamar Moore. Okay. Yeah, it's like a it's like a cop, it's a cop show, right? Like okay. a cop thriller show. I don't know. But they they've got a, a woman on the team, and I've only just started watching it. But I have a feeling she might be gay. But they're not really talking about it. There's just like tiny little hints. They're not yeah. like forcing it down your throat, and it it feels really cool. Like it feels really natural, and mm-hmm. to yeah. have that in. But yeah, I mean, anime has just been so ahead of the curve. I mean, look what we yeah. did to Sailor Moon when it came over here. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, I'm kind of curious. I wanted to um, to circle back to that that idea of cosplay and conventions as a self-discovery tool and a safe place. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have a specific question, but I'm just kind of curious for you to talk more about that, especially for any of our listeners that have interest in cosplay or conventions and maybe haven't tried it or haven't thought about it in those terms. Um, Well, what's cool about conventions is that Seeing and this this is gonna this this may come across as a little curt and I, I do apologize I as a as a transgender uh, person and activist I do try my best to make sure my wording is always appropriate but I feel um, when you're in uh, when you're at a convention you're very aware that there are other LGBTQ people around there's flags waving um, you know I'm very obviously transgender I'm very feminine looking dude um, I don't wear I, I've honestly gotten to a point where I feel comfortable not wearing my binder a lot of the time at conventions I don't have it on right now because I don't feel the need to be in so much pain when I know that there are people out there the people I'm around understand so there's this weird feeling of safety because you know that most of the people who are around you if anybody were to ever say anything like homophobic or transphobic to anyone at a convention there'd be like 10 nerds on that guy like pounding <laughs> the shit out of that motherfucker within like seconds so the, the the space itself as soon as you walk around you're very you become very aware this is a very queer friendly environment so even if i mean i discovered myself i used to cosplay uh Reno from the Turks, Shinra okay. from Final Fantasy VII. He was my dude, and like there was a whole group of us. But I remember binding. Solid cosplay. Oh, such, it was so great. I love the deep cuts on cosplay too, where somebody's like, "Who are you?" Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, funny story about that. I was cosplaying Tony Stark at a convention in Vancouver, and I had a pepper pot and an Obadiah stain with me, and nobody knew who the fuck those two were unless I was with them. They're like, "Why are these random business people?" She had like the full suit, and he had the big beard, and she had a suit and a binder. And then I'd stand with them, and this guy went, "Are you Obadiah Stain?" And my friend was so happy, he picked him up and like hugged him, and like, so no one knew. <laughs> but that was another cosplay. I put the beard on and uh, I bound. And I remember doing a panel and it was in an auditorium. So I was really far away from the audience. And I spoke and somebody yelled, which would be very inappropriate now at a convention. This was about six years ago. Oh, my God, it's a woman. Because I looked so masculine. And it was at the time. Like Now that would seem like, oh, my God, like you're, you're misgendering me. You should be right. more aware. But at the time, like six years ago, to me, it was so affirming to yeah. be like, he thought I was a bloke until I opened my mouth. Yeah, so and that's a big cultural shift in <clears throat> the way that people approach other people's gender too. I think. And it's, yeah, that's an sensitive. interesting point to say. Like within that six years, even the convention scene has grown so much to a point where 
I get asked my pronouns constantly. I mean, you guys asked me when I first sat down, like, I, you get asked your pronouns if people aren't sure because, or people would just default to they, them because mm-hmm. nobody wants to upset anybody. So it was when I bound the first time, that was when I was like, like, this feels comfortable. It's a weird feeling, you can't really explain it. You're just like, this feels right. This doesn't feel wrong anymore. Like, I look like I feel in my head. Yeah. And you don't even have to do it with cosplay. Um, I have a friend who is um, a transgender woman and she will go to conventions and she'll just wear Lolita dresses or she'll just wear women's clothes, like her clothes, mm-hmm. because she feels comfortable enough. That was kind of how she started feeling confident wearing what she felt like she should be wearing in public, like what she felt, presenting herself as she felt on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at a convention, no one will bat an eyelid. Like, and if they do, I mean, even in, I've been to conventions in Texas and like the Deep South, like it's. They're very safe little spaces. So a lot of us do just discover who we are here and, and yeah. find we can really express it. Like even if you can't be yourself for the other like 363 days of the year or whatever, you can come here and you can do yeah. your thing. It's really and even nice. if you're not, um, you know... Out. F- or figuring out that you will be out. I mean, even yeah. if you are what you yeah. thought you might be in the first place it's a good place to discover what yeah. you're into not that we're going to turn you queer you can't do that <laughs> no. just as a matter of yeah. fact <laughs> you can't actually do that um, you're not going to rub against us and catch the queer like this kid um, but it, you're right it's the kind of place where I, I have met people at conventions um, I run a lot of LGBTQ panels and people have come because they're they're just questioning they're just not really sure and they've left the panel and gone I think I'm asexual or they've left the panel and gone, I, I think I've found, like, I, th- I think I've figured out not what's wrong with me, but that's usually what they say is I think I figured out what's wrong with me. What, what was missing? What's different? What's yeah. What makes me not what society would deem normal, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, so I'm going to swerve a little bit off of I that love subject. Swerving. Because you also make music, is that correct? I do, yes. Okay, so we talked about the book, we've talked about the activism, so tell us about the music. We're talking about wrestling first. Oh, yeah. About, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we got our priorities fun. in order, yeah. you know, like... <laughs> Oh, there's a women's pay-per-view tomorrow, man. It's, it's what a world we live in. God, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, no, my music is pretty cool. I'm actually really excited because um, now I have a band. And Right, that's I've, a new venture for you. Very new it? venture. This is a sort of the last couple of years venture for me. So I don't get to travel with them as much as I'd like just because travel with a band is very expensive. But um, whenever I get to play with them or... We go to the uh, studio, we record together, which is super fun. Um, We're in the studio right now. We just did two singles, and we're going back in this winter, and we're going to cut a concept album, which I'm really excited about. And because everything in my career loops back to everything else, um, the concept album is based on my reverse harem book. So basically what happens in the book is... um, what the characters stand up and say how they make their stand it's a dystopian fiction set in the future England so Brexit happened and didn't stop so we just kept cutting ourselves off from the world um, that sounds so unlikely I know on <laughs> uh, uh, a very slight away from it you said stand and all I was just like Jojo's <laughs> <laughs> Jojo's oh my god yes no it's Aram Green <laughs> oh my god what sort of tarot card are you? Someone please draw hair. I'm green. <laughs> please do it and send it to these guys. <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Um, the music is basically going to be we're a band, the, what, what the group do, how they stand up and they say we're basic. We're not going to take it. And yeah. like all that, you know, mentality. Um, basically makes our band of, of uh, super-powered human beings who are being shat on by the government turn around and go, you know what, fuck it, we're not going to take it either. And so in the world, we've now formed a band and we're traveling, trying to promote to people, like, you should be proud of who you are. The, the superpowers very much are a metaphor for 
what you think is different, your religion, your um, sexuality, your gender, like whatever, yeah. you, you know, your race, whatever you feel it is about you that is slightly different is, it's very X-Men. But, That's uh, favorite, so. oh, oh man, me too. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are hardcore fans. Yeah, we so, actually yeah, who's, who's uh, started our podcast off of Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men yes. podcast. Oh, Bess, who yeah. are your X-Men? Who, who do you... I, I I tend to go more towards um, Nightcrawler. Oh, and nice. My favorite is Cyclops, but I, I feel pulled toward Bobby Drake ever since oh, he came out. Bobby. Yeah. And that, another one, like Bobby coming out and having that be a thing was just... He's such a long-standing X-Men yeah. character. He's one of the like kind of original X-Men, so to have mm-hmm. him come out as gay. And what I love about it is, I know a lot of people don't like them, but if you go back and rewatch the old X-Men movies, it kind of works because you can kind of see it with yeah. him and Pyro, and I'm super into that. I'm like, yeah. you can <laughs> almost see like, that it's kind of there. Like. Yeah, the coming out conversation with his parents in X2, which oh, is so a Brian Singer thing, but it works so well now in retrospect. It, it really does. It's just so oh, perfect. God, I know what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you've got the young Avengers, you've got um, Hulk playing and Wiccan and it's like oh man I've been missing out on that kind of stuff man Young Avengers is really good they're run by um, uh, America Chavez and uh, Kate Bishop so two women leaders and Mm -hmm. Kate Bishop is female Hawkeye and she's my absolute favorite she's my (laughs) favorite Marvel girl ever Oh man, I just want to slip into X Men stuff. We've got to slip I know, right? anyway. <laughs> So I, I this question is kind of like half form, so I think it's going to come out like word. That's format. cool. I'm down with that. Uh, you, so you you are uh, an author. You're a musician. You're an activist. You're a wrestler. I don't have time to sleep. I'm discovering. Right. So how do you go from being, you know, a child growing up? across the pond to being all of these things in and meeting with at least enough success to get to an anime convention and be interviewed by two assholes with a podcast. I'm cool with this. <laughs> podcast interviews are my favorite. Too. <laughs> so it, honestly, I always grew up like, I don't know if you out there, like, do you ever feel like you, you're growing up and you're like, I'm, it seems arrogant to say, but you're like, I'm meant for something bigger than this. I don't want like a nine to five. I think I would go crazy and maybe end everything in a blaze of glory, like my chemical romance demolition lover style. Um, <laughs> but I came to Canada when I was, okay, so when I was 13, I, Avril Lavigne came out. I'm going to date myself here. And I saw her story, which was all fake, by the way. She wasn't found in a bloody bookstore. Um, And I was like, it's never going to happen to me. It's never going to happen to me. I live in a small town in England. I gave up and I decided I was going to be a lawyer or a doctor because I was getting all A's at school. And then I visited a friend in Canada when I was 16, 17, I think. And I just just came over as friends I met online through, um, through, like, fan fiction and writing and other stuff. And I basically came to Canada and realized the, the, the culture shock of the world is bigger than my backyard. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, seriously, uh, Trevor Noah said it, travel is the ultimate cure for ignorance. Like, I came to Canada, I came to America, I really experienced how much bigger the world was than England, and that mm-hmm. was when I was like, I'm just going to do music. And we just pushed and we pushed and we pushed, and I've been in a really lucky position where um, he passed away recently, but um, my best friend's father, uh, Richard, actually really helped me a lot with um, some of my financial stuff getting started. So he was always really excited. I'd text him pictures of my, like, where I was playing or, like, that kind of thing. And, yeah, we lost him. It was a a 10-year battle to cancer so it was, it's been a, it's been hard at strange hq in the last 60 days but yeah. uh it's it's i'm kind of doing it for him now and like pushing yeah. forward like because he, he had so much faith in me and, and then you've got that legacy too yeah i i like to think he he was very sad when he went that he what he didn't leave a legacy behind and i had to explain to him like myself and your daughter who is an author a usa today published like best-selling author i'm like 
you know, you can, you can, we can be your legacy if that's what you want. He kind of yeah. was like, yeah, let's do that, man. So that's really beautiful. Yeah. It's really cool. Like she, he was so proud of her and, and it's, it's just amazing. Uh, my honest, my, my honest opinion is just do it. Like, I know that's super Nike and like yeah. super like, <laughs> who was that guy who was in all the Terminator movies and then he went mad? Shaboof? Shaboof? Shia LaBeouf. Sh- yeah. Sh- Shia LaBeouf. Shaboof. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging in the corner of Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that musical. Just him um, at the end, just clapping oh really god. slowly. That's um. amazing. No, uh, seriously, when he says just do it, I know it's it, it sounds silly. And obviously be safe. Like, Don't quit your job and go out and be a rock star. Or and Be reasonable. Yeah, yeah, be reasonable. But honestly, you've got to push. You've got to believe in yourself. Social media is going to be your ultimate tool. Get on there, be a nice person. Um, hit up other people who are doing what you want to do like their stuff share their stuff get involved with the community mm. it's very much like people think someone's going to come up to them and give them a voice acting job it is very much about you have to go out and you have to make it for yourself you have to mm. really build this on your own and social media is going to give you the key to do that awesome well that's, it's it's been fantastic yeah. chatting with you yeah. no, I, awesome and I think you guys that's too. a good segue the last question is how do people find you yeah. totally yeah well I'm online um, if you're interested in my reverse harem series uh, we actually have a little group where we hang out on Facebook book too it's called cj's brigade so forward slash groups forward slash cj's brigade uh just act here and strange on everything so and that's c-i or c-i-a-r-a-n okay fantastic awesome. yeah no i'm just changing it all the time because i like to confuse everybody you know how it is yeah, well, thank you for having me online, i really so. appreciate it lads. yeah this was awesome thank we gotta do so another much. one about x-men down for that yeah no, all right thanks Perfect. for having me guys thank you so much Link and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level 5 sound wizard. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon members get exclusive member content and unlock group perks. Follow us on Twitter at BNS Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. And remember, new episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform.